When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, this is 1865 on Nottingham Forest's biggest day in over 25 years. Um, I just want to say hello to Baz, how are you doing? All right. <laughs> yeah, um, how are you feeling? Are the nerves kicking in yet? Uh, yeah, I've just suddenly got the fear. Um, I've deliberately avoided reading or looking at anything about this for the, the last week. And now suddenly it's become real. Yeah, yeah. So at the moment it is about half past ten and we're about to hit the road to head down to Wembley. We are going to report back as we get to the ground. We're going to talk to you from the ground. We're going to hopefully speak to some fans. And then, of course, we will have a an on-the-fly match report for you. So stick with us and we'll bring you some good stuff over the next few minutes. Oh, we've made it to Wembley. And so far, it seems like the whole of Nottingham is here. Forest fans are, what you could euphemistically say, in good spirits. The highlights so far, I've seen Stephen Shell. Um, stadium looks amazing, and it's a much warmer day than they predicted it would be. So, everybody's in a bit of a holiday mode now. Um, they haven't really just kicked it for me yet, but I've seen the players and they look calm. And there's a massive, massive playoff trophy inside the pitch. Okay, so now we're in Wembley Stadium. As you can hear, the atmosphere is, is building. The DJs, the DJs are doing this thing. Fast. The teams have been announced, and just one change from uh, from the semi-final. And Keenan Davis is in for Sam Surridge. Is that what you expected? Uh, yeah, it was kind of expected. Uh, it all depended on his fitness, but having ten days, obviously, has worked in our favour. I think um, it's probably going to be something that their their defenders will have been worried about. Yeah. And uh, just getting a bit distracted because just can't get enough is coming over on the tannoy, which is a wonderful thing which we're all going to enjoy. And uh, also, you can hear the fans loving it. Tend to sit back and let us basically try and work through them. Uh, that's obviously going to have to change now because we did work through them. Yeah, so really, the, I think the first 14 15 minutes were very kind of 
tentative, really, from both teams. And then Forrest had a little a little moment when they managed to get get their feet on the ball. It led to Jed Spence getting down the right, putting a cross in. And really, that, that kind of put Forrest... Made Forrest look a little bit more comfortable, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, the, the main... Yeah, Spence has looked the most dangerous out of our players. Um, and it's been a really interesting battle between Sorber Thomas and Joe Worrell. Yeah, I was going to say, so if Forrest's right-hand side is, is their attacking threat, then really Huddersfield have been trying to get down the left. Toffolo's been, been kind of pinned back a little bit by the threat of Johnson and Spence, but, um, but Sorber Thomas and Joe Worrell... No, I mean, Thomas is really good with his feet and he's got the trickery to, and probably the pace. Yeah, he's, he's outpaced Quarrel a couple of times. And, and that led to probably the first save of the match, which was Thomas getting down the left, outfoxing Quarrel, and then um, he cut inside. And then uh, Steve Cook tried, tried to come across, but Samba ended up having to save it. I think Thomas maybe, it's difficult to say because we're talking without having seen it again, but... Thomas maybe made the wrong decision there, I thought. Yeah, well, I thought, um, I thought, well, the cross had the beating of Cook. Cook wouldn't have got to it, so yeah. the fact that Samba saw that and then reacted first. Yeah, and he, ca- he came out, out yeah. came off his line to sort of to thwart that, didn't he? And then let's talk about, you know, there are a few other nice moments, but without any real chance of being created. And then when the goal came, it was actually when Forrest, again, had got their feet on the ball and played it around a bit, knowing that Huddersfield were getting as many men behind the ball as possible, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, when it's, when it's the other end of the pitch, and it's quite weird for us because... With, uh, the perspective means we can't really see what's going on, so we didn't really know how it had gone in to start, to start with. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fair to say, right? It's, I mean, it's one of those where we had uh, where we had uh, the situation where Jimmy Garner got the ball on the left hand. The ball had played across the across the edge of the area. Jimmy Garner got the ball, and no one's going. Oh, is he going to shoot? And he did try and shoot. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't his best shot. But then all of a sudden it deflected and we saw Nichols rooted to the spot as the ball yeah. passed him. And it's one of those where, as far as we could tell, we saw the ball go in, there's that second of silence. Yeah. Oh my God, it's, it's gone in! <laughs> yeah, I thought it had gone behind at first. Yeah, and, and even actually the um, all the players on the pitch looked surprised. When we saw the replay on the big screen... Um, we couldn't tell. It looked like either Yates or Colwell, but apparently it's been given as an own goal by Levi Colwell. Um, I mean, for a second, we were seeing Yates has scored. We're in the yeah. tent. <laughs> was the sound of Nottingham Forest regaining their place in the Premier League after 23 years. 23 really, really long years. Now, as you can hear, we're a little bit croaky now. We are on our way home and we have got some Forest fans here to talk to. Um, I've got Marielle. Marielle, how was that for you? Uh, well, I'm still recovering. Um, what a... Just what uh, the whole experience was so surreal. Just how momentous the occasion was as well. Yeah, and um, it's worth pointing out. I think I think we can safely say it wasn't 
classic Forest under Cooper, but you saw the players at the end and they absolutely adored that moment. Even the fringe players were celebrating like they just won, you know, won the European Cup or something, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. You could just see how much it means to them all. Definitely. I have to say, a special mention to Cafu, who basically was wandering around like he'd been a regular starter for the entire season. <laughs> Which, I mean, fair enough, he's, he's, won, he's won the trophy, so you can't complain about that. Yeah, and uh, also, you say special mentions. Um, Baz, you've just seen something on Twitter, haven't you? So, uh, uh, a, a special mention from Jed Spence. <laughs> to Neil Warnock. <laughs> he's put... Um, I bet, uh, where are my manners? I should um, welcome Neil Warnock to Twitter. And then he's put a, a, put a photo of himself in his forest kit with the trophy and a cigar. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and, and just to remind everyone, Neil Warnock did say, in fairness, Jed Spence, he could either be Premier League or non-league. And, I mean, if he stays, he's Premier League. I mean, I think we all agree he's Premier League anyway, isn't he? Um, now, we've also got Luca with us. Luca, this was your first day out at Wembley. How was it for you? It was really, really loud and just great atmosphere. Atmosphere, really. Yeah, the best part was when, when we won, really. <laughs> <laughs> and did when when you went to the match, were you thinking, you know, what Forest are good enough to get back to the Premier League? I was thinking we're better than Huddersfield, and I think it kind of showed. But really, they weren't any better than us. Um, apart from their penalty, they had nothing. So. Okay, Baz, let's let's talk about this. Now, this is not a full-on match report because we haven't seen enough of what's actually happened. We've, we've literally come out of the ground, we're on our way back up the M1, and at the moment we, are, we haven't had a chance to really view the replays or get the reaction. We've only heard a tiny snippet of Steve Cooper, which was on the radio when we got back in. Um, and he was obviously full of praise for Huddersfield. Baz, I think it's fair to say it was what you'd expect it to be, an evenly matched encounter, but very, very tense. Very tense, and um, neither side really played any sort of football, really. No, no, I mean, obviously you heard us at half-time talking about how Forrest did manage to, when they got their foot on, feet on the ball for a little while, they had a little bit of control, and in the second half, there was a spell where they had that, but then, naturally, as you'd expect, Huddersfield... They made changes, they went for us, and the last 15 minutes, 10 minutes of normal time plus the six minutes of stoppage time, a bit hairy, weren't they? Well, uh, there was a point, probably, yeah, 75 to 80 minutes, I suddenly thought, actually, we've lost this game. And you actually said it to me yeah. as well. <laughs> because I thought it looks like you could see the belief draining from the fans, you could sort of see it a little bit draining from the players, and, I was, and you could see it growing in Oddersfield, and I... Yes, the, the last 15 minutes uh, were probably some of the most horrible tens tension I've been through. OK, once again, this is not a considered match report. We were at the opposite end of the ground for, for some of the key moments. So we, we, we didn't know for a little while that it was that own goal by Levi Colwell. We didn't know who'd scored it. But then we were also at the opposite end of the ground for a big, big moment when John Moss... I mean, referees, they come and go, they come and go. But John Moss... In his last match, controversial moment. What do you think? From where we were, well, we couldn't see the, the incident itself, but it looked like it looked like a very exaggerated dive or a very exaggerated leap into the air, which 
would probably turn someone against you but I've then had texts off people who are neutral saying we were very lucky to get away with that and it went to VAR so the referee immediately gave the free kick to Forrest and showed Harry Toffolo a yellow card for diving now I'm assuming then that VAR when they looked at it said it wasn't a clear and obvious error and they didn't refer the referee to go and look at the monitor or anything yeah and um, well um, yeah so we, we can't obviously we can't say it either way because we've not seen it back yet but as I say one of my friends said if it had been given and we watched a replay of it then we wouldn't have any cause for complaint about it being given and then someone else said nailed on penalty but then he's a Leicester fan <laughs> okay and I would also say that you know, from, uh, we weren't surprised when it was given as a yellow card for diving because of the way he went down. So I guess it's one of those where even if there was contact, maybe the ref says, well, contact's acceptable, but the way you went down, you were trying mm. to win the penalty. That's the only thing we can assume. Um, there was another penalty shot as well, and, and I've got to be honest, this is a bit hazy in my mind. Tell us about it. Well, same here. There was. Um... Can we go back to Marielle? Marielle, tell us about <laughs> it. Does. Well, no, that bit, I must admit, completely, I was in a bit of a daze at that point. <laughs> well, yeah, we were all sort of um, gripping the edges of our seats, but um, mm. yeah, it, one of their players got flattened in the, in the box. Yeah, and I think it was a, it was a coming together, I can't remember if it was with, um, with Colback or Max Lowe. Um, worth pointing out as well, Max Lowe, we didn't expect him to be on the bench, and we certainly didn't expect him to come off the bench, but that was obviously to try and regain control, because... Colback moving back into his uh, midfield berth. Jimmy Garner did move slightly further forward, but um, but tactically as well, Cooper did have to change it up a little bit, didn't he? Because rather than playing the usual 3-4-1-2, it did revert in the second half to being more of a 3-4-3 with Zinkenagel and Johnson more playing either side of Keenan Davis. Obviously, Davis went off for Surridge. Surridge came on and played as the as a sort of number nine. And then uh, even Jimmy Garner ended up playing a little bit sort of on off him on the left-hand side. And then, of course, let's be honest, in the last 10, 15 minutes, it was just a case of getting men behind the ball and trying to repel that 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 opportunity. There was another hairy moment when Lewis O'Brien, right towards the end, put in a cross shot, and you did say that was the one, wasn't it? Yeah. That's the one they needed to get, because it was, I think, it was, I think it was like, after two minutes of stoppage time, yeah. wasn't it? And, and it's, it's, it's always happened the other way round, where we're chasing the game and it's the 92nd minute and you have that shot and it goes wide and you just know that was our chance that was Huddersfield's chance and, and we missed it yeah okay so it's worth pointing out that I say we've heard a tiny snippet of Steve Cooper we've heard a tiny snippet of Carlos Corbaran and Corbaran in fairness we didn't hear him moaning he just said we didn't do what we needed to do we didn't have that little bit of quality in the final third uh, and, and it's I mean, I think that's a very, very fair assessment from him, isn't it? I mean, it's worth pointing out that both teams weren't expecting to be weren't expecting to be in contention for promotion this season, were they? No, and I mean, and in fairness to Corbyn as well, uh, we didn't really have that much quality in the final third either. No, so. no, Keenan Davis was still pretty much playing on one leg, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, let's talk about the celebrations because. I mean, I've not seen Forrest win anything at Wembley for 30 years. Most 
there's a whole generation of people who haven't seen Forrest win anything full stop. And, I mean, the away end... Away end, I say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an away day, but we're not the away team. Um, the Forrest end... Like you say, there was some nerves and tension in the uh, in in the uh, forest end. But when that final whistle went, it was a massive, great big party for forty minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Again, I've never seen anything like that. It was it was brilliant. And and a word to the fans. I think both sets of fans actually were really, really good. There was there were quiet moments because of the tension, but um, neither set of fans did themselves, you know, did themselves down. A little bit of a niggle, I think, amongst some Forest fans because there were some empty seats in Huddersfield End, and that's not Huddersfield's fault. That's that's the powers that be's fault, isn't it? Um, because there would have been people who would have liked to have gone to the match who couldn't. But yeah, let's let's talk about celebrations. Um, the players loved it, in particular, the Nottingham contingent. Worrell and Yates, they loved it. Johnson loved it. Steve Cook loved it. Um, a special mention for the Portuguese Prince Cafu. <laughs> yeah, he, he was proper milking it. It was brilliant. He didn't even play. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was, like, parading around in front of the fans, going, bringing us on. It was, uh, it was just great to see. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, I mean, amongst, amongst other players as well, Jimmy Garner, judging from the way that he was uh, going around at the end, might be a surprise if we see him in a red shirt again, don't you think? Yeah, I think he was basically saying goodbye to us all. Okay, and um, and and Steve Cooper. Well, actually, and, and thinking about that, Jed Spence didn't do that. Mm. Yeah, so that's, an interesting, that's an interesting thing. I yeah. thought that as well. Yeah. So, um, oh, we've not mentioned actually that Samba. He he did come off injured, uh, which also added to my oh my god, we've lost uh, the feelings. But. Horvath didn't have to touch the ball. Yeah. Um, really, he, he he kind of went across for that cross shot from O'Brien that I mentioned, but that that was about it. And um, and I also like that Horvath came on to chance of USA USA. <laughs> yeah. Um, Samba was he had a big knee strap on, um, but yeah, the whole squad, every single player who's been in a matchday squad was was there. Including Lyle Taylor was the only one who wasn't in kit, so it's a bit surreal seeing Gaetan Bong in full kit. Um, Loic and Beso, who hasn't been in the squad for ages, so yeah, a bit, a bit surreal. But um, and Graben and Worrell lifted the trophy together. Um, before the game, we were saying that when Forrest put their kind of match day thing on social media, can you think of a player who you'd love to lift that trophy more than Joe Worrell? It's, it's, it's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, and um, last but not least, let's talk about Steve Cooper, the manager. Um, he's he's not put a foot wrong, has he? <laughs> you can't. Well, um, my th- I, 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 I'll always put this caveat on every manager, which is you can't tell until they're in trouble. But he's not been in trouble yet. But everything he's done so far, he's got the tone just right. He's got the, the coaching just right. He's got the interaction with the fans just right. Everything's just been right so far. And I don't think I've ever seen that over such a sustained period from any Forest manager. There's always been something where there's a little bit of a grumble or a gripe at some point, and we haven't had that. So, I mean, let's be honest. Steve Cooper is the man who's transformed this season. Let's hope that things are right behind the scenes as well, because if things go well, then we've got the... Basically, we're in dreamland, aren't we? And so I want to just say 
thank you very much to you, listener, for joining us for this very special match report. Uh, thank you to Baz, thank you to the Marriage on the Midlands, and thank you to Luca and Marielle. And we will be back later in the week with a more considered pricey of the season, of the weekend, and of a wonderful achievement for Nottingham Forest. back home. A long day, but a memorable day. I'm not sure if I'll believe this really happened in the morning, because at the moment it all feels like a dream and it's not really sunk in. We are Premier League! Sports Social Podcast Network.